0: Hi everyone, happy Wicked Wednesday and welcome to Shivers. March 1st kicks off Women's History Month, so today we're going to be talking about some final girls and talk about the role of women in horror. As our first final girl, we have Sydney Prescott. She's one of the most popular and famous final girls of all time, surviving every film in the Scream franchise. In Scream 1, Sydney has a typical high school life. She's a typical high school girl dating Billy, the popular guy. Everything is great until murders begin happening in their town of Woodsboro, and it seems that no high schooler is safe. Sydney and her friends live their normal lives, but Sydney refuses to have sex with Billy, and thus their relationship is always on the rocks. These murders begin happening on Sydney's mother's death anniversary, and thus the town begins to believe that she has something to do with the murders. As the first Scream movie wraps up, we find that Billy has convinced his best friend Stu to go on a killing spree with him, largely due to his lack of getting laid and his unhappiness in relationships, using Sydney as his primary reason for being a murderer. She finally fights back, conquering her demons and makes herself the famous final girl that we know and love today. If there is a more popular final girl than Sydney, it would be Laurie Strode. Lori is a typical high schooler as well, but in the town of Haddonfield. She was born in 1961, and when she was only two years old, her six-year-old brother, Michael, brutally murdered their family with a butcher knife on Halloween. Being too young to remember this, Lori was adopted by a nearby family and grew up being none none the wiser. Fifteen years after the initial killings, Michael escapes from his holdings and returns to Haddonfield to finish his final family member killings. After causing chaos and lots of murder throughout the town, Michael and Lori finally fight and Lori emerges as a stronger woman than she was throughout the movie. Over the years, Lori has grown to be this badass superhero of horror and has survived every single Halloween film in the franchise, finally defeating Michael in the most recent film, Halloween Ends. The final classic horror final girl on our list is Nancy Thompson. Nancy is our final girl from the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Nancy and her friends begin having the same realistic nightmares of a severely burnt man with a belated glove trying to kill them. After her friend Tina has nightmares and her mother leaves town, Nancy and their other friend decide to have sleepover in order to comfort Tina. After Tina is killed that very night, Nancy takes active steps to trace down the cause of the phenomenon and finds the figure in her dreams to be the vengeful ghost of Freddy Krueger a child killer that was burned alive by local parents when she was just a child. As one of the lone survivors of the murders back in the day, Nancy realizes that she can pull things out of the nightmare and devises a plan to pull Freddy into the real world where he is vulnerable. She sets up traps around her house and is able to bring Freddy from the dream world into the real world. Nancy's mother is killed by Kruger in the final confrontation and Nancy realizes that her fear gives him his power. So she turns her back on him, defeating him as he disappears. Nancy walks outside to find her mother and friends still alive. As she gets into the car with her friends to go to school, the car begins to lock and pulls them in, speeds off, just as Freddy Krueger reaches through the small window of the door and pulls Nancy's mother through it, revealing that it is a dream and that Freddy is still active in the dream world. Nancy survives this ordeal, but is eventually killed by Freddy in Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Wes Craven, the creator of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, conceptualized Nancy after a conversation with his daughter, where she questioned him over his clumsy depiction of the heroine in the movie The Swamp Thing from 1982, particularly over the scene in which the heroine stereotypically trips and falls over nothing. Wes Craven wanted Nancy to be the start of depicting a more positive portrayal of women in his films and horror films in general. Getting to to two modern-day Final Girls. We have at first Aaron Harson. The highly underrated horror film Your Next revolves around a rich family coming together for a weekend getaway. Their closest neighbor is miles away and they reside in the quiet tree-covered forest. Unbeknownst to them, there is a killer lurking around in the woods, killing the neighbor during the first 10 minutes of the movie. Aaron Harson is the girlfriend of one of the family members, joining him and the family for the weekend. And no one seems to know too much about her. Things start to get eerie as members of the family step away and return, with the foreshadowed murdering ensuing, holding everyone up as a sus- suspect. Luckily, Aaron happened to grow up on an Australian survivalist compound and has intense martial arts and weaponly training, so she's able to fight back. The twist of the movie is that Aaron's boyfriend and his brother arranged the entire scheme so that they could receive the majority of the family inheritance. Erin kills her boyfriend and the rest of the family just as the police arrive, with them stepping into the trap that she set for the killer, her accidentally killing the cop, and the movie ending with a gory blood splatter, leaving Erin as our final girl. As our final, final girl on the list, we have Grace Ledomas. Another highly underrated film, Ready or Not, follows a similar pattern to your next, but plays the fun side a bit more. Grace marries Alex and meets the rest of his family on their wedding day. After their wedding, they go to the estate where Alex's dad, Tony, explains that their ancestor, Victor Lodomas made a deal with a demon or a creature or a man named Labal. Victor's deal was that if every new member of the Lodomas family drew a card from Labal's puzzle box, then the Lodomas family was able to keep their vast fortune. Grace draws out the hide-and-seek card from the puzzle box and goes into hiding while the Ladomas arm themselves to kill Grace before dawn, revealing that the hide-and-seek card forces the family to kill the newcomer before dawn, or they will be killed by the curse. Grace, thinking it's just a game, witnesses Alex's sister Emily murder a maid that she mistook to be Grace. Grace panics and is found by Alex, who informs Grace about the curse, saying he wants no part of it and wants to help her survive. As the night chase ensues and Grace creates a few casualties of her own, the sun begins to rise and Alex turns on her, saying he doesn't want to die and doesn't want to lose his money either. She laughs, knowing the family's too late, as she watches each of them brutally die. It's a dark comedy movie playing at the tales of the class system, but leaves Grace as our true final girl to join the group. Previously on Shivers in the Summertime, we talked about children in horror and the role that women play in that genre, casting us as monsters or outsiders if we don't want kids or aren't necessarily happy with the kids that we do have. Contrary to this statement alone, however, women are most empowered in the horror genre as opposed to any other film genre out there. Horror puts a spotlight on conversations about women that are not had, and most times empowers them to take a stance and become the final girl. Naked women and sex and horror leads to a sense of vulnerability for women, since you're most vulnerable when you're naked. Sometimes directors use naked women in sex scenes to distract the viewer from the main point as a way of alluding to a subliminal message, since they know that you are definitely paying attention. Horror films emphasize the idea of female sexuality being something that needs to be punished, or something that comes with negative consequences. It shows that once a woman acts in a sexual way, she will be killed. The American fantasy of a woman continuously being sexualized is completely taken away in horror films. Once a woman is related to sex, her sexuality is punished. Sex is considered to be a masculine trait because it is a form of power over someone. And if a woman tries to take control of this power, then she will be instantly punished. Her sexual freedom is not within gender norms, and the patriarchal society does not accept it. The chase scenes in horror movies often consist of a sexualized and degraded woman running for her life as an assailant hunts her down and kills her, unless she's termed the final girl, a strong, usually virgin woman. Often, the chase scene will focus on her body before she's killed in an attempt to mix sex and violence. As all of this sounds awful, the point is one that is oppositely blatant. By putting these things on screen and in stories, the viewer has no choice other than to say that it is ridiculous. Women don't act like this, running away from a killer with their boobs hanging out of their unbuttoned shirt. Or the idea that as soon as a woman has sex, that she has to die. That's just crazy. This all points to the idea that, hey, women may be just more than their bodies. Directors do this on purpose to provoke the fact and make us understand the idiocracy of thinking these thoughts in the first place, making the empowerment a bit backwards for most classic movies and straightforward for those final girl films like Sidney and Scream or Laurie and Halloween. There's no sex in these movies, just respect for these strong women. Thank you for listening to today's Wicked Wednesday. Remember not to mess with the women in your life or they may become the final girls in their own stories. Enjoy your week, everyone.